The Judas Cross, Chapter 2 Conrad stepped off the bus, traversed the street, and stood looking over the green acreage of allotments, as though they be some foreboding jungle. I say it's nine acres square, lad. Does thou know which is thine? The casual colloquial quips belong to the paymaster general of the allotment society. I say, lad, that not really dress for the scape, or other. Conrad felt as conspicuous as a car mechanic working in a white-tied dinner suit. Conrad cut back curtly. Listen, my good man, I'm not here to labour in a servile serfdom. I leave the triviality of tilling to those who are willing to squander this short gift of life, to save a few shilling. Conrad shivered. He had a distinct feeling. He was somewhat footstepping into a folly. His sister had decided to become a boring, born-again earth mother since having children. Throwing herself into an allotment, growing mangy root crops. Lord, bring back the days of wine and promiscuity, thought Conrad. His sister had been through many a morph to emerge as a rather mouldy moth, tattered and torn. He thought her best days were as a lesbian bisexual butterfly. At least her girlfriends had been visibly acceptable. Now she resembled a pagan druid in sackcloth. All her excitement seemed to have drained away, as with the colour of her hair, leaving a rather pale, pallid old maid. Panic Room Roger, her last resort husband, resembled something scabby from Scarborough. A computer nerd who moved at sloth speed and had a delayed satellite speech impediment. Conrad's sister admitted he'd fried his fuses with LSD back in the 70s as a Glastonbury gladiator. So this was it, Monday morning, shelling peas into a communal bucket, drinking Darjeeling dust from a flask. Wonderful. Still, they had everything in place, safe haven, Steady routine jobs, triple P perfect lifestyles. Conrad some, somehow and sometimes dreamed of owning one himself. But he knew it had never happened. He was far too reckless. No, he'd more than likely be wearing a hangman's noose as his pension necklace. The world system caters not for single man syndrome. There's only the family unit that society nurtures. The time of trailblazing pioneers, it was over. The gunslingers were all dead, and the lawmen were fat and happy, eating porn and McDonald's. Looking across to where a wood-burning stove crackled, and two women seemed feverishly busy, Conrad interrupted his sister. 
and asked who the girls were. They, my brother, were the moonshine girls. They boil everything down into a still, and then either sell it or drink it. Mm, you know, sister, that, that doesn't seem such a bad idea, looking at this, uh, this manky-old sort of uh, produce you've got here. Oh, what would you know, brother, about growing anything other than debt and deceit? Well, I have sown enough seed onto barren soils of sin to grow you feelfuls of forget-me-nots. But you haven't a clue. And a clue about anything, cultivation of any kind. You're just some sort of fast-living fool will doubtless end in a fatalised finish. And by the way, oh dear God, what in heaven's name has happened to you? You've got no eyebrows, or hair, your face. It looks like some sort of baboon's ass has been scalped. What's happened to your face? She's attacked you again, hasn't she? She's poured boiling water on you or something. Sister, I know this soothing of my stress, this placating of my pain is is quite wonderful and should really have you massage my mind more often, but can we can we just leave it? God, look at the state of you. You haven't a clue, have you? About the realities. My god, no hair, no eyebrows. You one eyes puff nearly shut. You reek of booze. Mm. What have I told you about getting a hold of your life and getting into some sort of... Well, getting into some sort of what, sister? What? Joining you, you mean, suffocating in suburbia under a, a mound of happy nappy sand. Forget it. I'll leave the creation of life to the birds and the brave, if you don't mind. That's you all over, isn't it? Uh, running scared. From any sort of reality or responsibility. God, you look terrible. No, sister. I am one of the last remaining persecuted and petrified single white males. A terribly endangered species. Especially around here, don't you know? Oh, I told you, you must learn to share space. Stop being this anthropophobic hedgehog. I think, sister, you'll find it's gynophobia I'm terrified of. Anything to do with Amazonian rule, especially over me. That's it, isn't it? You're scared, aren't you? Terrified of women. Because our mother and father just slightly dented your precious profile. Dented? Terrified. You're terrified. It's a simple Freudian anal expulsion theory. You show all the traits of it. You show the traits of the second stage of Freud's psychosexual development. Sister, sister, please will you stop with Freud. The man, the fiend, he was a sexual fiend. He'd been locked away today. He slept with half his patients, most of them under hypnosis. He was a sex pest obsessed with genitalia. Just because you studied him, praise this thing. He was a genius and an original, which is unlike you.
He was a narcissistic nuisance. Oh, dreadful, dreadful man. But you do fall into his anal expulsion theory. Excessive emotion, you see. Why, sister, don't you try reading a little young? Eh? Forget the patron perversion. Uh, anyhow, this subject, that's pain, purgatory and perversion. On that subject, how are? How are you holding up under the sacred spouse sacraments these days? The monotony of monogamy. It sounds particularly dreadful to me. Variety be the spice of life, you know. Remember the days of when we used to go out shagfesting, eh? Fantastic. You're dreaming, brother. Dreaming of a bygone era. We are far too old to be running around playing any musical beds. It's time for you to find a fraulein. Nest into a downy warm contentment. Over my dead and beautiful body. Servile civility. No thanks. Tending to some fat fraulein with ingrowing toenails and a outgrowing tongue. You've got to be out of your mind. That's the problem, isn't it? You think all women are our mother superior. Yeah. Leave it. Leave it alone, sister. Come on, you know. You know. There's a matriarchal martyr in all women. You know better than anyone. Joan of Arc, Queen Boudicca. Christ, come on, you've played the part long enough. Steel brazeared, breastplate, spare rib sword in hand. You were the one at every women's liberation front. Remember, war crying at every puffs parade. You really do hate women, don't you? Because our mother and father went to war using you as seemingly a battle shield. You think every relationship will end in that war-torn way? Hey, sissy, have you forgot something? Apart from all that, my titanic love boats? You know, where everyone's left clinging to a piece of romantic wreckage, holding on to their driftwood hearts. Have you forgot all that? Uh, here we go again. The poor, poor me prevarication song. Yes. You know, if you'd stop with the Chardonnay suicides each day, a relationship may stand a chance. Sobriety's not the answer. I know you keep bringing that up. In fact, it's the cause of most misery. Darling, you know, being blinded by faith, yours, or blinded by liquid filth, mine, it's all a relief from this real-life reality that you won't somehow purge me with. Don't be ridiculous. Me and Roger don't drink a drop, and we're, we're very, very happy with it. Oh, come on, sister. Leave out the lies. There wouldn't even be a life left. And what's that supposed to mean? Huh? Me and Roger are the, uh, the streets almost perfect people. <laughs> I don't believe this pail of piss that you're pouring me out. Sister, you have dropped out of some five-year lesbian plan. Parachuted your all of a sudden heterosexual ass into a panic room with Dodger. And suddenly built a baby for mm. Don't you dare say things like that. I am now the most perfect wife. What? 
You, my darling, you've got so many sexual side salads on the go. It's just a matter of time before the main course arrives, and boom, you'll be gone. Always, isn't it? Always with the cruel words, isn't it? Brother with his black tongue. Always that mouth dagger, ready to stab someone's tender moment. Why can't you just leave them alone? Why can't you join anyone? Well, anyway, talking of all things black, where is Dodger? Don't call him that. I told you. He's a very kind, sensitive man. He cares dearly for me and the children. Well, I suppose he's upstairs. The computer, no doubt, building yet another avatar world for himself to live in. Do you know, I don't think he's even ever seen the real thing since the 80s. You were so wicked. Roger likes you. He worries about you. I worry about you. Mm, and I worry about Roger. When you return to the island of Lesbotica, I shall be left picking up Roger's pieces. Why do you think? Why do you think I shall be leaving Roger? He's my rock. My rock at a hard place, more like. How can you move, sister, from a finger-licking Dixie chicken down to... Dirty old toad in the hole. It's, you just can't... It just doesn't happen. Brother, you truly are, as always, beautiful. You navigate to the negative. And then there's every chance, isn't there, of you floundering yet another love boat?